Simon Busy. Yes, welcome back for another lovely episode of the Music Smoothie. This one is about love because it's Valentine's Day and we're shills. We're here to give you corporate interests in the form of chocolates and roses. And uh, uh, would you introduce yourself, Olaf, and tell us how you feel about chocolates and roses? Well, I'm not a fan of chocolate, but I'd, I'd like to get a rose this Valentine's Day. Send and we got him lots of roses, please. Uh, yes, everyone. Uh, Olaf's gonna p- post his uh, email address and the uh, the 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 box for the episode, and everyone just send him roses. Um, through my email. Yeah, email <laughs> email the roses. You, should, you get little JPEGs of roses. That's it. Aww. Like the nine, like the nineties, little spinning JPEGs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little dancing baby as well. A little dancing baby. <laughs> Epic. Oh, and um, Fishy, how are you doing? Doing all right. I don't believe you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we got we got Billy. Hi, I'm not a shell. I'm just doing what I was told to do. Yeah. It's the same thing. I can't um, And we've got Princeton Vice. Good to be back. Yes. I, I, I'm normally a very open person who likes a little bit of everything and tries to see things positively, but I gotta say, uh, British chocolate's got American chocolate beat. Yeah. That is, that is a goddamn lie, and you know it. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Because for America, they have to sell it for... Uh, you know, warmer climates like Florida and California and Arizona and stuff like that. So they have a whole bunch of paraffin and other stuff mixed in. I suppose the British stuff, which melts at like, you know, 70 degrees. Come out. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know what paraffin is. Well, we could do a whole other podcast on chocolate if you want. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be a bit off topic. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming up next. That's uh, the next week. Right. This next special episode is the chocolate episode. Yes. The chocolate episode. This is what Princeton's here for. Chocolate! Yeah. Chocolate! We're getting chocolate. paid in chocolate, right? Yes. yes. I'll send you all a Cadbury bar. Yes! He's going to splatten it to go through the mail. Cadbury egg yeah. smash flat. It melts because it's not British chocolate. <laughs> it is British chocolate. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we just disillusioned him. Yeah. His whole life has been a lie. Oh, man. Okay, Olaf, what do you got for us? So I'm going to play a song by Cutworms. I, I do believe I've played another song by Cutworms from the same album before in a previous episode. Uh, but this is a song called A Love So Fine, and it's it's just a great song about love, and I think it's um, suitable for this uh, Valentine's special. So um, let's check it out. Deep 
All right, so that was uh, that was Cutworms with a love so fine, um, really cool love song, I think. So let's see, Dave, what did you think about this song? Um, I think it'd be me. I also go by Princeton too. It's stage name. Better. I'm. It's it's funny we've never done a, co- a podcast together before. Otherwise, you would have known that this is. Beautifully, my aesthetic. I love retro. I love beach vibes. So this is I'm I immediately added this to my playlist. Um, really fun. Uh, very classic. It's the core of it feels very 1950s to me. Um, however, the bridge section where they broke into uh, a slightly different meter um, felt more Beatles, you know, like Strawberry Hill. Uh, and I think that's because they switched from the four four to I think twelve eight. I want to say. That, 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 uh, which is really a way of keeping it neat and varied. And it still feels old, but it's kind of just shifting, you know, five, ten years. And then, of course, the saxophone, because saxophones are totally underrated uh, in modern day music. But uh, unless you're Lady should, Gaga. Should have been a saxophone in there. I, I can't. No, remember. there was, I think. Was there? Yeah, near the second half. They, there's a little tiny thing in the background that sounds like a, a it might be a, a trumpet or, a, of course, a synth. But it sounds like a sex of them. Hmm. I need to pick yeah. that up. But yeah, uh, you should I check like out it. the whole album if you like that song. The whole album is around this genre, and Cutworms is a really cool artist. Thanks for introducing. I'll check him out. Uh, let's see. Um, Billiam the Shrillium. What did you think? I don't think I I thought that that was a a very good track. Yeah, I I loved the ascending and descending notes, um, in it and the way just that just it grooved to everything that I was doing. Um, it was just a nice track to jive to, and it was really easy going, and it made me feel easy going as well. I I would definitely listen to the rest of uh this album yeah all right yeah well you should absolutely and let's see um fishy yeah i enjoyed it um like uh princeton hit on it really gave me kind of like beef uh, beach surf rock vibes and a little bit of big band vibe Uh, i think it was really well done and put together um maybe it took a little too much inspiration from those. It didn't feel like it was doing too much new, but it was executing what it was going for pretty competently. I enjoyed it. All right. And last but not least. Haha, <laughs> the classic joke. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think I have too much to add that hasn't already been said. But yeah, I, I like the... Uh, the the overall vibe of the song i like the time change um as uh princeton said and i i um yeah i love just the the instrumentation is a very chill track it's it's good to just like vibe to we all need good vibe in music once in a while all right and if i have to say anything about uh cutworms he's a weird guy and he's a very interesting guy uh, his music is very all over the place, but it's always uh, acoustic and 
interesting. That's how, how I would describe it. Uh, so, Les, now it's you. Now it's me. It's your boy. Um, well, if you liked that song, you might hate this one. Um, yeah, so this one isn't technically a love song, but I, I, uh, when I listened to it, I thought of Valentine's Day and uh, one of the uh, important aspects of it. And uh, let's give that a listen.
that was uh, a J-pop metal band, uh, Baby Metal. Um, yeah, we we uh, we need a few uh, shit posts um, once and again. And uh, what did you think of that, uh, Billy? Was that a love song? I'll take your word for it. But <laughs> well, I said it wasn't a love song, but it's chocolate uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day. A love uh, song to love chocolate. Song. Yeah, there yes. you go. I Arguably, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're, we're there. Only maybe in the abstract, but association. Yeah, right. sometimes you got to associate to disassociate. <laughs> yeah, you know that feeling very well, huh? Um, yeah, I do. Damn, I just called you out. Um, anyway, yeah, I... I really like this one. I, I, you know, the the metal part in the beginning was like, uh, eh, this just sounds kind of generic. But then the singing started, and I was like, oh yeah, I this grooves together very nicely. Um, you know, it just the when the metal part of it just kind of was able to get disassociated into just a mesh of sound with the you know nice singing in the front. It just was more palatable, and uh, it was, I, I really liked it. So, yeah. All right, cool. Um, Fishy, I know you're going to hate this, but what's your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no surprise that the uh, instrumentation is not really my bag. Um, but I, I do agree with Billy that the lyrics being so opposed to what normally goes with this kind of um, metal did kind of win me back to a degree. It was interesting how they mixed. Um, I probably wouldn't listen to this in any serious capacity, I don't think, but um, it made me smile, just the juxtaposition of the kind of anime-esque lyrics in that hard metal was funny i guess but that's about all i can say about it that's totally fair um princeton vice uh, i know you mentioned you wanted a shit post but i actually enjoyed this um i gotta thank you because i've been meaning to listen to baby metal for a while and i just keep forgetting to or putting it off and it's like oh i finally get a chance to this is great um i really liked it it's it's fun because it's it yeah it starts off with the heavier kind of just standard heavy metal stuff and then it flips between that and kind of bubblegum pop. And it also flips to a few moments of heavy guitar solos that are more like, I guess, I'm sure one of you guys knows a special fancy term for it, but it reminds me more of like Dragon Force. Um, and it, it kind of Power oscillates. Yeah. What? Power metal. Yeah. Power metal, thank you, yeah. And it kind of oscillates between those three things in there to kind of uh, make it repetitive enough that you can pick it up quickly, but varied enough that it, it stays fresh and original. So I really like that. Um, I was the kid back in the late 90s listening to the, the Puffy Amiyumi stuff, so I, I'm not, not, a, not a, a, um, a newbie to, to J-pop. Uh, the only thing I... The only criticism I have is that, just personal preference, I wasn't a huge fan of the drum machine, because when you get it that fast, it kind of either makes your brain... It, it's like the auditory version of uncanny uncanny valley it's like no human can hit a machine a drum that accurately that fast that often your brain just kind of 
twitches or makes you want to play Dance Dance Revolution. Um, no, I look at um trying to think if there's something other thing. Oh, uh, the Gimme Chocolate thing. I might have a thought how that plays for Valentine's Day if you want, uh, but I'll let the next person talk in case we go over. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, Olaf. What did you think? Uh, I, I think it was a very fun song, and like uh, it starts off. I I I was completely thrown off by this like weeb type sound that it turned into because I was thinking that this is gonna be like some like you know that has to do like with cookie monster love, sound love or yeah. whatever, and and then all I could think of was like. This could be like a trend trending song on TikTok. <laughs> but it was really catchy and I, I felt like I was having ideas like, oh you could do a cool dance to this, I guess. It's, yeah, it's, it was it was was a fun song. Really appreciate it. It was good. Hey, Olaf, it's Japanese. There are already dances to it. <laughs> well uh, or, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh um what were you gonna say princeton oh yeah so uh the, the flash my weeb card here um so with japanese culture there's two different days um valentine's day which the girls give all the guys they like chocolate again this is how it applies to people who are not uh, straight i don't know uh but girls give guys chocolate as a way of saying i like you uh, they even have two different levels, friend chocolate, which is normally like store-bought, and true love chocolate, which is normally handmade. Um, and then there's the reciprocating holiday a month later on, which is called White Day, where the boys give the girls, as a reciprocation, chocolate to say, yes, I like you too, or a gift, or something like that. So it does tie into Valentine's Day specifically um, in that giving chocolate is a huge part of their culture, but also... Uh, the reciprocation of, hey, I gave you chocolate, where's my damn chocolate? That's that's pretty good. Oh, man. I watched too much anime. No, that's fair. You're probably um, stop doing that. With White Day? No. I thought you were going to say like something like cum. Or... <laughs> Billy, you just got cum on the brain. Better. They come <laughs> on the chocolate and give it back to the girl. And they're like, yes, okay, now we're married. Okay, <laughs> next new, new song. <laughs> God. Fishy, what do you got? Uh, my first one's going to be um, The Last Kiss by J. Frank Wilson and the Cavaliers. It's um very sad song but it does express a level of wholesome devotion i think yeah, perhaps beyond the point of what is healthy um but still somewhat endearing and in line with the theme of today's episode so this is last kiss by j frank wilson and the cavaliers Baby B, the Lord took her away from me. She's 
gone to heaven, so I got to be good, so I can see my baby when I leave this world. We were out on a date in my daddy's car. We hadn't driven very far. There in the road, straight ahead, the car was stalled, the engine was dead. I couldn't stop, so I swerved to the right. Never forget the sound that night, the crying tires, the busting glass, the painful scream that I heard last. Well, where, oh, where can my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. She's gone to heaven, so I got to be good, so I can see my baby when I Up, the rain was pouring down There were people standing all around Something warm was running in my eyes But I found my baby somehow that night I raised her head and then she smiled and said Hold me darling for a little while I held her close, I kissed her our last kiss I found the love that I knew I would miss But now she's gone I hold her tight, I lost my love, my life that night. Well, where, oh, where can my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. She's gone to heaven, so I got to be good. So I can see my baby when I leave this That was J. Frank Wilson and the Cavaliers' last kiss. Uh, what did you think, Billy? Yeah, I really like that one, too. I, I think that this one definitely has a different kind of... I, I like how, when you're talking about love, this one definitely has the commitment aspect of that in mind, and it's very apparent and it, it is really sad and you know car crashes are just so much more frequent you, i don't always hear them talked about as much as how easy it is for it to take a life and uh um, you were gonna say car crashes are just so much fun <laughs> yeah we've all been in one yeah uh <laughs> but it, it's uh it so I, I definitely can see how this is still a love song. So it's very touching, and I, I like, I, I really like the devotion, and um, it's still like, it's just a really good song. It's just created and everything's orchestrated so well. I, but the meaning behind it pairs with it so well too. I, I did, yeah. This one's really good. Cool. I'm glad you liked it. Um, Olaf, what about you? What did you think? Uh, oh, I, was this from the 50s or some shit like that? Or 60s? Uh, 
I'm not sure. Um, I think that it might have originally been written, and I'm not sure exactly when this version was recorded. 1964. The original came out in 61. I got you. I was thinking that, but I had brought it up on Google right before we started, and it's telling me 1987, and I I didn't think that was true. No, that's a cover. Yeah. It makes you want to dance with someone you love a little bit. Like, if you, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. It makes you want to. It makes you want to be with someone you love, and it kind of makes you think about what you can lose. So, it's it's a good love song. It feels you. It it feels like you just want to remember the good times, even though like this was way before I was born. But you know, that's what it feels like. Yeah. I feel you. I agree with you there. It has a very sad, nostalgic air to it, I think. Laz, what about you? Yeah, I I said in the comments that um, I'm more familiar with the um, Pearl Jam cover of this. So um, this was... um, a pleasant little time capsule. I I enjoyed it, and uh, of course the the lyrics are are very uh, plaintive and uh, and haunting in all the right ways. I I, I feel like it's a, a great juxtaposition of uh, you know like a upbeat instrumentation and and like really sad lyrics. It's it's good. I think that's probably why it's been covered so much. Yeah, cool, cool. And uh, Preston, how about you? Um, I I like it. I've actually uh, recognized the song, so I liked it before. It's it it simultaneously is so very timeless of of loss and fleeting youth and and you know going back to you know freaking Shakespeare. Uh, at the same time, it also is that wonderful per, you know as you said time capsule of of perfect time of ah remember when everyone was all about driving cars and there was no seat belts or or airbags. Um, and, and it is sweet and it's wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And also the cynical part of my brain goes, oh, don't lift your head. Don't hug her twice. Don't move the body. Don't move it. Don't move her. Paramedics bad. Um, that's all. Coolio. Um, that takes us to Billy now, I think. Nice. All right. Well, I've got some really good songs. For y'all today. Um, we'll well, see how many of them are Car Seat Headrests? Uh, only two. Is that okay? <laughs> Can I just play Car Seat Headrest every day? Jesus Christ. As a fan of Car Seat Headrest, <laughs> calm down with that shit. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. Um, it, uh, this first song is actually uh, an album cover that I have a tattoo of, actually. So. Um, I've been waiting to bring this one. This seems like the right kind of time. Um, so this is Black Bear Flicker Wings. This is from an album where um, every month is a, a song 
um, in the album. So there's, I believe there's 12 songs, each have their own album theme to it. Um, if there isn't 12 songs, then some of the songs have like overlap between each uh, each month. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's 12. Anyway, um, so each song kind of goes over how he feels in his like grieving process or through his life, the existentialism that he's experiencing in that point in his life. Um, this song is, I believe, like January, February, or I'm, I think so. So this one is basically about him, you know, experiencing a uh, a time closer to spring. Like the winter is going, or this is like he's um, going into a new relationship. He's experiencing all of the the lust and all of the feelings and the love that comes with that relationship. And it's a very, it's just a very wholesome song. Uh, especially when you know like everything that had come before and everything that he's experienced earlier in the album. So this is Flicker Wings by Black Bear. spotted me feeling bold against the colder months i nodded to her glow we showed each other what we held yielding what we know and she's a rare bird and i'm a bird caller soon i call her my lover cause birds of the same feather flock with each other
you are on Tame and Young And she is a rare bird and I'm a bird watcher I could watch her for hours in a bird bath Under a downpour of autumnal showers She is a rare bird, thank God I'm a bird watcher That was uh, Black Bear Flicker Wings. Uh, <laughs> we won't talk about the Untamed Young line. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I, I don't know. It sounds a little creepy on re-listen, re but it is supposed to just be endearing. Uh, what did you think, Fishy? I think endearing is a very good word. Um if the song had had kind of a different energy to it, I would probably think that all the bird references in terms of phrase were a little bit labored, but I think that just how sweet he was singing it and how upbeat the music was, it, it turned it from kind of grating to just endearing. Um, you know, he, he decided that he was going to fixate on his girlfriend being a bird and he really went hard on that uh concept and i think it paid off uh, like i said uh, if he had been singing a little more solemnly or if the backing music hadn't been quite so upbeat and cheery it, it probably would have gotten grating but that it felt like he was just so happy to have someone he cared so much about that he didn't care if he was going to sound a little goofy by making a thousand different bird metaphors. So I thought that was sweet. It was fun. I liked it. Awesome. But did you think, uh, Princeton? It was good. Um, I, I mean, it was all right. It's, it's, I suspect upon relisting, I'd catch more of it, but, uh, unfortunately my, uh, being kind of new to it, I just heard some parts of uh, my brain caught certain lines, and some parts just kind of drifted after a while. I don't know if it was a little too repetitive for me, or, or I just need to get it used to it. But no, it was. Eh, it'd give a six. It's okay to not enjoy something. Yeah, I'd give it a six. Didn't hate it, but mm, not probably not come back to it, um, um, or might enjoy it more if I did. They, you need to use a ten out of X. Don't listen to him. Olaf, what did you <laughs> Ten think? out of eight. <laughs> Ten over zero. It's an improper fraction. Uh, Olaf, uh, <laughs> Olaf, what did you think of the bird metaphors? Uh, I have a hard time hearing lyrics the first time I listened to a song. So I was mainly listening to the beats. And... And, the, and like how it, <laughs> and how the singer sounds and stuff like that. So yeah, this maybe this one wasn't for me. This is pretty much the first time I've said this, uh, so I wasn't really too into it. Uh, but it doesn't fuck. I, no, I still did like the energy and and stuff like that, and um, it sounded very interesting. In a sense, I just couldn't really get into it. I guess I had to listen to it a few more times before I could like get the whole feel of the song. 
So I'm going to give this a uh, 10 out of 15. Wow, damn. You went even harder against hating this one. That's... I respect it. I respect it, though. It's still a perfect so... 10. <laughs> out of 15. Glass, uh I know you've heard this song at least once. At least 4,000 times. Uh, I always interpreted the lyrics of this song as, Hey, I'm an ugly piece of shit, but I'm really lucky to have a very beautiful girlfriend. Um, that's the, I mean, it's it's very sad boy energy. Um, he's actually but I, I feel like he's actually very good looking, Sam. No, I I believe it. I believe it. That's just okay. how I always interpreted the lyrics. Yeah, you know. I mean, maybe he um, thinks he's ugly. I mean, yeah, that could be true. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I I've always liked this song. I've always honestly thought it's one of the weaker songs on the album. Uh, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, give the album a listen. It's a great listen. Uh, Cinnamon Phase. But yeah. All right. Cool. All right. On to the next. On to the next. All right. So on to the next one. Okay. So I'm going to. Can I just make um, a side note real quick? Mm-hmm. I beat Metroid Prime while we were uh, listening to that song. Hey, congrats. I mean, I thought, that game thought, is hard as fuck. It, it <laughs> I love it. It's so fun. It's it so really fun. fun. The The final I'm, boss was a little tricky to play with no sound while you're listening to a song. I did a speed run of that game. I beat it in three hours. Billy still doesn't believe me. Because it's it's so intricate, you know. Which one's Prime? Is that the one well, of the newer ones, newer versions? Are they about the no, original? It's, uh, no, it's a GameCube version. GameCube, yeah. first, it. the first, it's the middle. It's the middle. Got it. It's, it's it the first FPS yeah. version. It, it just got remastered, so uh, everything has been uh, recreated. It looks really good. Oh, Billy, yeah. I'm sorry. Who asked? You know, I'm the one. Who <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, your I'm comment just... was a 10 out of 15. <laughs> I was just being rude for the sake of being rude. Yeah, so your that's, the, are, that's uh, the next. Of, your comments are 10 out of 10 million. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, a, that's uh, the next theme episode is the Metroid episode, right? Yes. Yes. We all bring Metroid music like a, a We song could. There's so game. much. There no. is so Met- much of it. Super Metro has good music, but we should they have an episode have with M- Mega Man music because Mega Man has some actually mm-hmm. the best music. That's fair. All right, I-, I I call dibs on the spinoff Ducktale stuff, but that's just me. <laughs> well, uh, I'll same same uh, composer, same composer. I'm there. So, well, it's it's it's, it's Capcom. It's Capcom. Well, I think this is a perfect time to engage with the audience. What do you do? You want to hear a video game episode? Tell us in the comments. What comments? Uh, nobody responds in the comments. Well, well maybe I, because I, you didn't ask questions. I mean, just well, saying. There's a problem. I'm the only hey, member right. of the subreddit. Just for reference, we'll respect your input more if you uh, give us money on Patreon. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were selling your feed pics on Patreon. Uh, I can do both. 
yeah, that's fair. All right, and and our our one minute episodes. All right, so let uh, let's go with the next one. Uh, Fishy and I are actually thinking along the same lines. I suspect um, that um, I'm going to start with one that's. Um, uh, when I think of romantic, it's hard to not beat uh, Magnetic Fields, who did an entire album of I think it was like 69 songs or something like that of all love songs, which is a really hard thing to beat. And some of them are wonderfully cynical. Some of them are are very sweet. Some of them are like crazy for you, not that crazy. Where it's hard to tell which way it's going if it's a breakup song or a, a stabilization song. But this one is, um, it just gets got stuck in my head for like a two month on a loop and it's a love is like a bottle of gin. It makes you blind, it does you in. It makes you think you're pretty tough. It makes you prone to crime and sin. It makes you say things off the cuff It's very small and made of glass And grossly over-advertised It turns a genius to an ass And makes a fool think he is wise It could make you regret your birth Or turn cartwheels in your best suit It costs a lot more than it's worth and yet there is no substitute They keep it on a higher shelf The older and more pure it grows It has no color in itself But it can make you see rainbows You can find it on the Bowery Or you can find it at Elaine's It makes your words more flowery it makes the sunshine, makes it rain You just get out what they put in And they never put in enough Love is like a bottle of gin But a bottle of gin is not Not a very long song, uh, but it's a uh, it's what I really like. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, let's start with Billy, shall we? What do you think? Yeah, I, that one was really good. I I think what's uh, really cool about this episode in particular is it all has us for the most part thinking about the lyrics of the song, and you know it, it gives me that aspect of the song to actually listen to a little bit more closely. Um, and this one, I think it's pretty obvious and apparent of how it does it and what it does well with that. Um, the, it's a, it's, it's fairly good at what it does. It's really good. Thanks. Um, uh, Fishy, I can turn, you're also a fan of the group. What, what do you, do you have, what are your thoughts? If you have any? Yeah, I mean, if it's the magnetic fields, I'm almost guaranteed to love it. Uh, they are, if not my favorite on any given day, they're in my top three. Um, and I just think that they always have such beautiful lyrics. And um, it, it kind of, in the same vein of what I said about Billy's song, sometimes it can 
almost seem a little too saccharine and goofy, but I mean, the way he sings it, it just always comes across as so sincere that you just don't care. Um, I really enjoyed it, just like everything of theirs. Uh, and I think it really fit the theme. It, you really believe that he's telling the truth when he sings. Like he's not just thinking, oh, that'd be a cool metaphor, calling love like alcoholism. You can tell he sat down and think, thought, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I do kind of actually feel this way about it. I'm going to put it into words and put some music to it. So, yes, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, I think a, a beautiful way of trying to capture it. I mean, it's build description of trying to describe something that you've felt to someone who's never felt it before, and like trying to describe love to somebody who's never been in it. I mean, that's one of the classic formulas of of sonnet and whatever. But I, I think they does a fun job of of finding comparison and also finding a rhyming scheme that works in A B A B very very well. Um, I can go on to the next person, but before, uh, does anyone have a dissenting opinion? Anyone uh, not like in particular? Anyone? Nope. So I'll go down the line. Um, Olaf, do you have any comments? Uh, I just thought it was a... I don't know. It didn't really speak to me that much. It's just cool. Sounded good. I was kind of relaxing to it a little bit. Yeah, it's a very mellow voice and and very, very yeah, calm, a simple music track. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, getting laid back and kind of lost focus on on it itself and just uh, enjoyed the vibe that it gave out more so than listening to it. If that makes sense. Ooh. No, it does. It does. Uh, you mentioned before how lyrics sometimes don't hit you to bond uh, first listing, but when you get a chance, yeah. uh, I recommend sitting down with it. It's it's very clever. All, All right. right. Um, Laz, uh, you, I think you're last. Any thoughts? Yeah, I um, I enjoyed this. I, I thought um, I really enjoyed how simple it was and yet how poignant still um, there wasn't a whole lot to it, but I, I still really could sink my teeth into it, so I really appreciate songs like that. Cool, cool. Alright, that was my song. I hope you liked it. Who's next? Uh, I uh, think Olaf. you're... Yeah, it's me again. Back at the top. Alright, so I am going to play a song by a band called Typical Girls, and it's a Swedish band uh, that shares members from some other bands that I've played before that have, you know, well, whatever. It's, uh, well, just just uh, listen to it. It's, it's a pretty good song. It's in the shoegaze or pop indie stuff. So here we go.
All right, so that was uh, typical girls. Uh, Girl like you. The only lesbian song I think we're going to listen to tonight, if I'm not mistaken. But that is a pretty cool song. Let's see, what did... um, Billy, what did you think? I'm just a popular girl at the party. I keep getting called first. I, uh... I, I like this one a good bit, uh, but I I don't know. I'm just, uh, I was hoping more stuff happened, but it, it was a, a nice little pop track. So, you know, it all comes back to expectations for me sometimes and trying to keep those down and just enjoy the moment. Um but I, I definitely like how you've brought something different here um, with that uh, with a lesbian track. That was really nice. I, I don't know why I said it like that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I I liked the, the shoegaze elements. I, I was very happy to hear how it mixed well with like the pop sensations. Um and the little bop bop bops. It was uh it was just a nice fun little track to have in the background. I think it was just better for me to like kind of try to do other stuff while it was in the background just because the the first like couple minutes or two minutes, it was like I really enjoyed just listening to it by itself, but then it felt like I, it was going on a little too long. This song doesn't require all of your attention, and that's really yeah. what I like about it a little bit. Uh, it's it, it's it's shoegaze inspired. Like this, I've played shoegaze, Swedish shoegaze bands before, where uh, the same singer is she's a singer in those bands as well, uh, because I am uh, heavily influenced by the Gothenburg shoegaze scene. And she's a singer of uh, West Coast and and stuff like that. Um, and I think I know what you mean, but just in case there's somebody out there who knows even less than me, um, remind us what true gaze means again. How do you explain? Is someone w- wants to call it? It's somewhere yes, between. Yes, I, I can define true gaze for you. Um, would you like me to give you the textbook definition? I'd be delighted and. We'll pretend that I knew it what is, it was in the first place. You both definitely. It is. Um, it is typically alternative rock, um, as in uh, rock music with a variety of influences, but with a wall um, wall of sound guitars that sort of overwhelm you. Um, it is described both endearingly and um, critically as. Uh, vacuum cores, and it sounds like you're listening to like vacuum cleaners, but uh, in in a way that is um, uh, satisfying, if that makes sense. Like it, it feels like very like it, you give yourself over to the music, like because it just feels it's overwhelming, but in a good way. That that was not what that meant at all. Thank you so much. I'd agree with that, but I was I would also like to add that shoegaze is also a lot of you could call it reverb cloudy 
uh, up in the sky, uh, something that Fuzzy. gets your pussy, like it makes your head kind of lean back a little bit and just get drunk. The, the, the singer is part of the instruments. The, you don't really have to listen too much to the lyrics as, you know, if you listen to uh, My Bloody Valentine, you don't, can you, can you sing along to a My Bloody Valentine song? I don't think I could. It's just, it just goes I along. Like a, a, it just kind of goes along into a mushy mess of, headspace music. It kind of goes into the top of your head and you just feel you taken by it. So no head? I'm gonna no break head. a skateboard. No, that's, so that's what Shoegaze is to me at least. Uh, shoegaze is a very non specific genre in my opinion it just means the bands that were standing around and staring at their shoes while they were playing because they were kind of emo i guess i don't know what the fuck it was but it's like slow dive and my blood of valentine and stuff like that all right let's pass it on what did they ever officially? Did you have to get to say what you had to say? Uh, no, um, I I enjoyed this. Um, I don't know how to express this without sounding like a massive brick, but um, I I did kind of think that her slight but noticeable accent added something to it, at least to my ears. Being you know just an American, um, it it, it made it sound just a little bit tongue-tied a little bit apprehensive and nervous and i think that that added a lot to the song for me personally um you know it didn't sound fully confident but it she wanted to say these things anyway and of course that's not going to be universal but uh just based off of my you know what i'm used to hearing when people speak um it did add a little something extra. So yes, I, I enjoyed this song and I think that it had that element to it as well. I know for a fact why some of these bands uh, that I've shown, especially this band, is because of another band that I listened to that was that became famous in the early 90s. Uh, the singer was from the same town and he had said that he, well, someone asked him in the interview, like, why do you sing your songs in English and not in Swedish? And he said that, I think English is the native tongue of rock music. And that's why. Uh, and he didn't, he had also a heavy accent. So that made it like it was, you know, fair game for everyone else who sing in English with heavy accents after that. So it that's became kind of... Uh, a genre thing for Gothenburg indie music or shoegaze music. That's cool. And it, it does kind of answer a question I've always had in the back of my mind, which is why do like Swedish music in particular? Cause 
I, I know quite a few Swedes and I've been to Sweden and um, typically it's one of the least accented to my American ears of any uh, ESL country, you know, like you could normally pass off most Swedes as just a random American, I think, and get away with it. Um, but I do tend to notice that relative to how they speak in normal conversation, a lot of Swedes tend to let their accents loose a little more when they're actually singing. And I've always appreciated that. So I yeah, think yeah. that's neat. There, there's some some history in, in that. Yeah. yeah, nice. Because I, like I said, I have kind of always wondered why that's the case. It's cool to have an answer to that. It's funny because to me, I always think of of punk music, and I think of all the American punk bands putting on a fake British accent to sound like the British punk. So it's it's funny how different, well, not required, of course. Uh, there's different musical genres and subgenres have a voice. It kind of carries and friends with it. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say that the punk music, like at least like the early punk, then the British is the native language of the punk genre. I, I agree. I agree. It's fun stuff. I might as well go next if, since I'm done talking. If you mind, um, I liked it. Don't have much to add. Uh, it, ironically, if I had to pick some who it sounded like sometimes i'll try to pick two bands that remind me of the same time it felt like plum tree meets the carpenters never heard of any of those bands carpenters uh carpenters was 1970s cheryl carpenter they did a lot of soft um soft sounding a lot of you know 70s reverb and and echo and uh the plum tree is uh a night i think mid 90s late 90s uh, punk band from Canada. Uh, they're actually the inspiration for uh, this uh, song, uh, Scott Pilgrim, which had a movie on it. It was um, uh, kind of kind of pop punk without being too crash and too commercial. It was just a bunch of girls. We are sex with bomb. One, two, three, four. Dude. Yeah, exactly. They, there's the one of their songs actually shows up in it. That is a great song. A thousand years, a thousand years. That was one of the songs that showed up in the movie. Um. A bit lighter than the Sex of a Bomb stuff, but it's 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 it, it's yeah, I recommend it too. If you like it, if you like this, check out Plum Tree. All right, thank you. Uh, have I asked everyone now? Yes, you have. All right, so let me pass it forward to Lass. Me, I've got another. Um, uh, I got another hit for you. Did you say cock? No. Well, now you did. It's on the record. All right, this is a Salvadoran love song. Yes. <laughs> Get ready for this Salvadoran love song. Eat your pupusas while you're listening to this. Yes. Is that a, is that a euphemism? It is now. Not that I know of. Mm 
That was Asi Te Quiero by Via Lactea, a um, Salvadoran love song from 1978. And what did you think of that, Fishy? I liked it. Um, I thought it had a certain gravitas to it. It um, really put me in the mind of like something that would play in a Scorsese film or something like I can just picture Tony Soprano slow dancing 
with his wife to this, like, after he comes home from murdering one of his best friends. Like, this is the kind of thing that he's, he's, I feel he would unwind to. Because it, it just has that air of longing nostalgia to it. And it, it feels sophisticated. Like, it, you know, the kind of thing that you could unwind to while at the same time thinking about some heavy shit. I enjoyed it. Yeah, very cool. Um, Princeton Vice, what did you think? Um, more than anybody else, Laz, I have to ask myself, where do you find the stuff? Um, but no, I enjoyed it overall. Um, I think it was a... It, it felt a bit like a, a backing track kind of thing. Like you expect it to be in a big movie with big sweeping you know, vistas of, of the seaside as, as the loved one is going away on the plane and telling them to come back. Or alternatively getting, you know, Barry White to start and spoken verse over it. My dear, my love, you sexy thing. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Just the, the joys of the internet. You can find anything. Um, Billy, what did you think? You clearly have some thoughts. Yeah, I was just thinking I would definitely uh, kill my best friend to this song, or at least listen to it afterwards, right, Fishy? If he's a fucking rat. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna sleep with the fishes, the fucking rat. <laughs> gonna squeal like a rat. Yeah, the did nostalgia I, I of killing the rat. Took a yeah. turn there. Are you a fucking uh, you, rat? You, you Wait, the are you a rat? Did we got a rat in the past? Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I just killed this guy. <laughs> Is it Billy? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I guess it goes to show you that English is the rock language, but any language can be a love language. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's this a one, penis I, and a vagina and a butt. Thanks, Ola. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I I really like like the breakdown sex. Olaf has all of the sex organs. <laughs> yes, he does. Each language of them. <laughs> the breakdown section of just like the chorus is just uh, every time it just felt like a nice little harmony heaven, and I I think that's what I enjoyed most about this song it was. It was very nostalgic, like Fishy said. It just took you back, and you got in, encapsulated in it in that moment. All right, cool. And uh, Olaf, what did you think? Tell us about your vagina. A... Oh, uh, my vagina. You ain't never seen anything like my vagina. It's well, I have never seen it as well, but uh, it's it's in there somewhere, and it's very cool. Now, but this song was, I I felt like I was in a fucking drama just listening to this, like uh, like on the TV with like Mexican soap operas or whatever, and someone was like. Now this guy's gonna get it. I was like listening to that. It was pretty cool. 
I was um, enjoying my ears, but I didn't know it said anything. All right, that's fair. And um, I believe that's it, right? So, uh, Billy, what do you got for us? Or, no, Fishy. Um, my next one's going to be a another Magnetic Field song from the same album as the one that Princeton played earlier, uh, 69 Love Songs. Uh, oh, like yeah, brother. Yes. When I think of love songs, when we decided we were going to do a Valentine's Day episode, I had to force myself not to just pick every song that I was going to bring from this album. Um, just very good lyricism, very good at expressing the feeling. This is... Um, you're my only home by the magnetic field. I will stay if you let me stay. And I'll go if you let me go. But I won't go far away Because you're my only home And I will hide what you want hidden And I'll roam if you say roam But I just assume you didn't Take my hand When you make impossible demands I wish I didn't understand Um, I will say before I uh, move on to the others that uh, I think that if it has not been for the fact that it's outside of the podcast purview and that it's by far their most popular track with several tens of millions of listens, um, I'd probably have brought the Book of Love. If anyone's never heard that, I think that it's pretty close to a perfect love song, so... I would definitely recommend that one too. 
you know, yeah. a friend of mine got married recently and his best friend, his uh, best man and younger brother played, played and sung on it um, for the reception. And I, I was crying. It's, it's just that so beautiful. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It is just a very, very good love song. Um, do you have anything else to say about it, Princeton? I'll start with you. I will confess, I don't know this one of theirs. I mean, the reason it's 69 love songs means, I think it's, unless I'm mistaken, actually 69 songs, which means that it's, uh, even I haven't heard them all. Um, so this was yeah. a bit of a surprise, but it, it hit what a lot of their songs, not all of them hit, which is that wonderful middle ground balance between I'm very romantic, but at the same time, uh, also a little realistic. Um, it, it's that it's the duality a lot of their songs do is trying to capture that middle ground between this is what I'm thinking and that's unsustainable. So the idea of, of being brutally honest of I understand you uh, and sometimes when you ask me things and I kind of wish I didn't, but I do because I care about you. Um, and the other thing of I'll go if you want me to, but I'd rather you didn't. Um, and it's it's that's that feels very much their vibe. But I it's it's beautiful. I could I could gonna have to sit down and and listen to the whole thing someday yeah it's very good i maintain that there's not a single bad song on that album of course it's hard to call a few of the tracks songs because some of them are like under 30 seconds but everything they do is at the very least interesting on that album and um i, I don't think it's mislabeling calling it 69 love songs i think everything on it is complete enough and with enough thought behind it and artistry behind it to really say okay yeah you did actually put 69 songs on this album um billy what about you what did you say i i didn't think i'd have anything to say about this one because we just listened to a magnetic field song um but there I, I feel like it hit um it hit a lot of like personal themes as what princeton was talking about it you know a lot of love songs feel like it doesn't take the other person into account it's just you 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 and this is how the relationship's gonna be like you know i'll profess my love and everything's gonna go our way um, but this felt like a really realistic and personal song. It, the lyrics really do speak to you in that way. Like, this is uh, a pair, you know. If you if you um, want to do this, you know, we can do this. Like, I understand if you want to do this. And if you want to do that, I understand if you want to do that. But here's what I would like to do. I'd like to stay here um you know but i still understand your perspective it's just like a very um it's like a relationship very cyclical kind of thing that there he's like actually communicating in the song he's professing how he feels and how the like love keeps them together and how he would love to be with them but how he understands if that can't be reciprocated and it's a, it's very human in that way, and I think that's what's really honest and nice about it and genuine about it. Uh, and 
I think that the the music that's paired with it is just so like subtle and so um so raw and just it it pairs extremely well. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree uh with it being human. I think that that is one of their greatest strengths. Uh the songs always come across as very human and like you said it a lot of love songs will take the route of if i can just express myself with enough passion and wit then you know i don't even have to take your feelings into consideration because it's gonna work out I, i'm so fucking cool that's how it's gonna be but like you said it, this song in particular and a lot of their music really does come across as this is how i'd like things to be i hope you feel the same way if you don't i mean that sucks but i mean i'm not taking it as a given that it's going to be the way that i want it to be um olaf what did you think i think uh billy kind of hit it right on what i thought about it uh, I don't really feel I have so much more to add. Um, I thought it was an interesting. His, I really liked his voice. He had a very cool voice that uh, really made you listen to what he had to sing. And that's the only thing I can add from what I thought that Billy said. Cool, cool. And... Um... Laz, if you're back, what did you think? Yeah, this was another great simple track from the uh, from the album. Um, I really resonated with it. It gave me strong um, uh, the Smiths vibes. I um, I enjoyed it, and I um, I really need to listen to this album one of these days. Do it. It's great. Um, all right, I think that was everyone, which means it is Billy's turn. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> uh, no, uh, not everybody's going to like that. That was amazing. It is. <laughs> all right, so uh, I know this episode's already been long and drawn out already, but um, one more th thing that I would like to do before we listen to this one is I would like for you guys to have the music video for this song. I'm putting it in the chat. Feel free to watch the music video. I think that this song goes better with the music video. I just mute the video so that you, you know, have the audio at the same time as you're watching it. Um, This is just yeah. such a fun song. Ooh, I can someone does someone want to tell them that this is a podcast? No, no. And the music video is for Today us. Is the day I'm going to have some. Oh, wait, wait, stop, stop. Don't let them experience it. <laughs> they can experience it. Yes, let them experience it without you telling them what it's going to be. All they right. don't know. They don't know what they're in for. All, All right. right, I'll go ahead and mute the uh, chat and pull up the video. All right, this is fun. Let's do it. 
for your uh love on valentine's day uh let them know that today's the day you're going to have sex that was alien tango sexy time what did you think Ola? i feel like i know what the criticisms of the song are but i don't care i love the song so feel <clears throat> free to say your criticisms so what you're saying that you've predisposed to us hating it and are already <laughs> getting defensive no i mean i just know what def- I just know what can be said about this song that it can, could improve on, but I love it for what it is. 
I thought it was kind of. It made me want to dance, and and it was just the right length. It just yeah, the the indie is, is seemed genuine. Uh, I can tell that this was just people having fun making music, and it made me want to dance. And yeah, I, I feel it's just a good song. Um, I might listen to this again. I thought it was great. Awesome. Um, what did you think? I don't know what it had to do with love, though. Well, sexy time, dude. The sexy time is part of love. Well, then we uh, can't make anything have to do with love. Then give oh, well, this is my love for drugs, and I can make it play music for drugs. Okay, you don't know how sex could be part of love? Well, <laughs> I am old. And, and you know, if love of drugs is not allowed, then my next song's out, you know. Fuck. Uh, take it easy on Olaf. He's married. He doesn't have sex. <laughs> I do. <laughs> this boomer humor brought to you by Laz. Uh, he, <laughs> I, he, he hates his wife. Uh, what did you think, Laz? I've... Obviously, yeah. you've heard this before. Yeah, this is one of those songs. As someone that heard it uh, in the before times, um, this is one of those songs you 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 think about once in a while, uh, but you forget about it for a long time. And you're like, oh yeah, this song exists. Uh, this is a a fun shit post. I remember this. Not for me. I remember it all the time. For me, this, this one lives uh, rent free in your head. Yeah, you know, every now and then. Today's the day I'm gonna have sex. <laughs> what did you think, Fishy? Would you uh fuck to this song? No. Um <laughs> really not my jam. I felt like all the people in the background just side-eyeing this guy, kind of like annoyed that he's on the sidewalk with them. <laughs> this uh really was not for me, I'm afraid to say. No, say it ain't so. It so it gave me big Joker vibes, except like <laughs> I, I'm laughing at him, not with him. I feel like he's such a good humored guy, though. He he wouldn't even mind if you're laughing at him. Good, because I am. Uh, Henson, let's hear how you feel. Uh, this one was new for me, so I, I had not known this one before. Um, it's it's interesting because uh, some of you who I'm sure, no doubt, listened to our Halloween episode uh, knows that I already brought in at least once the Tiger Lilies, which is a strange British group that performs uh, kind of like strange retro burlesque in whiteface. So guy in whiteface jumping around randomly, not too frightening to me. Um, Either it's one like single or very limited person doing a great job for what he does, or it's somebody who's trying to do several things all at once and kind of falling a little short. I don't know exactly where I feel it falls in the middle. If it's trying to be funny and silly, Lonely Island did it better with I Just Had Sex Baby, which has the very same energy. But the rule of comedy is if you're trying to do something funny, if it's not built around a long-form structure, 
it's gotta keep it short and this wasn't short enough to be a comedy song and if it's gonna be kind of fun and big and cinematic i feel like it was okay but i'd give it a seven if you're looking for something that feels very burt backrack who just passed sadly it does have some vibes for that but you know didn't quite get all the way there and as far as dynamic crazy music video you know i'm sexy and i know it does it better of let's have a bunch of random people in dress silly costumes dancing in the streets on low budget so I, I feel like it it kind of fell short on several parameters or if this one guy doing it himself then he hit above average for a single guy that makes sense that, yeah that makes sense yeah i'm pretty sure it's just as i'm also guy. very offended <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's i didn't hate it i i would uh, yeah, maybe a little shorter. Yeah, I, I mean, I I understand. I I actually, obviously, I like the song. I'm gonna, I really like the song. I feel like it's pretty much perfect length. Um, I just love how it feels like an odyssey of silly shit, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. But at the same time, every I love the different things that just come up every section like there's a weird part where he just starts going into the dumb like little rap and i i feel like it's just not meant to be taken seriously for that reason so it's just so fun and dumb i love that about it yep that was my song that's important not to take love too seriously sometimes or yourself or yourself or GS. Except this, you know, podcast to take it, you know, seriously enough for your life. Oh my god. All right, Princeton, what do you got for us? All right. So, uh, mine's also going to be slightly on the silly side here, but not completely. Um, now, if I had to pick one album that did love the best, um, Magnetic Stripes is probably going to be the best. If I had to pick another one, uh, ironically, there's another group that probably isn't everyone's heard of, but this is kind of a some of their, except for um, this is Semisonic, who have one or two hits on the radio, but most of their stuff has kind of fallen on the wayside. So it's a, um, they have one album that I really enjoyed called Chemistry. And I guess the interesting thing about it is that, uh, the best of my knowledge, Every single song on the track deals with love or sex or friendship or some permutation of there. It's um, obviously it's a pretty easy topic to talk about, so you can you know fill easily fill an album with twenty songs or sixty nine songs with it. But I thought this is a, a fun one called uh, "Get a Grip," which uh, plays on a slightly different variation of love. So here we go. to cry about Lonely 
girls and your lonely boys Playing alone with your lonely toys Well, don't be blue Cause there's no one to play with you There we go. Get a grip by Sammy Sonic. And I'm going to uh Billy has been everyone's favorite today, so I'm gonna go ahead and call on him last. Uh Bi uh Laz, uh did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I got a couple. Um was that uh xylophone at the beginning? I don't know. Uh wouldn't be surprised. You know it's very fun. Um, it was just a, like a fun pop song. I, um, uh, I had a good time. I can't really complain. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, I, innocent old me listened to it a few times before you realize what they're actually talking about and going, oh, oh, that's what they mean by get a grip. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, going down the list. Uh, Olaf, any thoughts? 
I'd say that this uh, this song feels nice, <laughs> and and it feels nice. See what you did there, and it feels nice. I, it's it's it sounded fun. It's a road trip song for me. Like you, I I can hmm. see myself like listening to this in the car, going on a road trip on a summer summer day. Don't really listen too much what they're saying, or whatever. But it's a happy melody and it's a good energy. Really feels nice, and I can see myself um, just having fun and making memories with this song. If that makes sense. No, I love that description. It's it's yeah, it definitely has very very feel good um beach vibes now that i think about it this goes back to it when i think of many of my road trip songs and happy summer songs i think of beach music and all that beach stuff has um steel drums i'm wondering if it's either a xylophone or steel drum at the beginning um all right uh next uh fishy any thoughts uh i'm not Entirely comfortable contributing to the uh, decay of morals in society. <laughs> Shut up, fishy. Without being paid. Without being paid. Yeah, I'll sell anything if you pay me. Um, no, it was it was all right. Uh, kind of goofy, um, but but it was easy to jam to. I guess um, I don't have too many thoughts about it. If it came on the radio, I'd probably let it play out, but I wouldn't, you know, seek it out, I don't think. It, it was all right. Fair enough. No worries. All right. I think that means uh, uh, Billy's last. Yes. About time I get to talk. Well, uh, this was, it was just a, I think I really feel the way both last and um Olaf was talking about with this being a really fun nice pop song I could really listen to it during a, a road trip I really wouldn't be paying attention to what it was saying too much just jamming or uh jamming along with it it has like 2000s kind of vibes to me which you know gives it that air of nostalgia and maybe that's part of the the beach kind of song aesthetic as you were talking about so i i like it it's a nice little mindless listen all right i'm glad you like glad you like i i if you listen to the lyrics they're 90 percent completely normal but they have a fun little a few small things hidden in there if, if you don't mind me spoiling it um like for example they all talk about you know hey be happy with yourself you'll eventually get to the point where you're, you know, seeing other people and sleeping with other people. But he describes it as before the sun comes up on the loneliest kind of love. And so it's it's interesting that they they throw some subtle shade on there. The idea of, oh, the final teen objective of going out and getting laid is not going to make you happy, which I think is a, an interesting little thing, a small theme they, they play and subvert through some of their tracks. If I may say something, like the sound or the feel or whatever, uh, not so much like the song, whatever. Well, it kind of reminded of the the Kooks if you ever listen to them. No, uh, I don't think I have the pleasure. Uh, so it's just happy pop songs about 
lost love or broken love or like you know you're gonna go better and you you know there there's so obviously some sexual in and those mix in there and stuff like that so i think if you like this song i might suggest that listen to the kooks will do thanks very much and i also recommend semi-sonic to anybody especially their first um two or three albums which i know well i i they're it's really a shame they didn't get more uh more play because that first album uh you know the closing time almost every single good number a song on there's a good one for me in my opinion so who's next I think it's back to, well, are we doing bonus round all the way up to third round? Uh, Laz, what do you think? I'm fine with it if everyone else is. Bonus round! Bonus! Bonus Bonus round. Yeah, I'm down. I'm good. Yeah, I like bonuses. Uh, Wait, are, are we doing bonus round or second episode? Let's uh, let's focus on bonus round for now. All right, all right. I got a a song here by Brother Daniel, uh, which was the uh, first song I ever played on this podcast. Which happened to have way more l- listens than I thought it had. But this is by the same band. I've double checked three times to make sure that it doesn't have that. Uh, this is a song about lost love. Uh, and yeah, just just play it. It's uh, pretty cool. This is Brad Daniel Whirlwind.
All right, so it was Brother Daniel with Whirlwind, classic song over here in Sweden. Uh, just a, for me, a, a, an anxious scream out for, for, for love or un, okay. unhappy love. And we have Lass here in the background uh, talking to someone. Uh, so I I'm going to... realize your mic is fucking on. <laughs> So I'm gonna head all this. <laughs> all right, you mean so I'm gonna few moments for the entire thing. You're scrapping the whole thing. <laughs> oh God! You you were talking in the middle of the song too. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so... Fix and post. Olaf, you were saying it's a it's a song about you know lost love or unhappy love or. Just being in love with someone you cannot never have, and the 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 simple way he explains it is just by saying it in the simplest way he can. Uh, I think it that is. It, I I mean it resonates a lot with me. But uh, let's see, what did fishy? What do you think? It was all right. Um... I did appreciate how everything except the drums sounded like it was being recorded like from a distance, like on the other side of a chasm or something. It uh, kind of lent it an air of screaming into the void, like you had to really tune in and focus to make out what he was saying and parts of the guitar. Um, I, I just really think it lent the song something, how... Like I said, it, it sounded like it was recorded in in the middle distance. Um, that said, I, I wasn't super able to make out many of the lyrics on my first listen. Um, but what I did here and with your little explanation, um, yeah, I think that that makes sense. And um, it does fit with the impression I got of it sounding like it's on the other side of a bridge or something. Um, I enjoyed it. Not my favorite, but it was interesting, even if not particularly interesting in a way that I'm really equipped to appreciate. Yeah, I can, I can completely understand that. It's a, it's a deep split between people who like this band and people who hate this band over here because they can't either not hear it or understand it so i can it it is very like rough in the mixing uh, let's see billy billy and bobby i could understand the divide and uh what i feel like everything fishy would say for the reason why he didn't enjoy this one is the reason why i did enjoy it uh, it's just um, the production is that kind of mess that I really enjoy and a good mess like just the the noise that you get from everything is it felt like uh, it felt like kind of like a surfer rock jamming like with everything just getting meshed in there all together at the end and it was a uh, it, I really like this one. You know, it's actually something that I could see myself talking to my fiance over 
uh, while it's playing in the background. Interesting that you say that because th uh, this album, not so much, but their first album, uh, the singer was like, because they were signed to a record label and they asked uh, who, like, who would you want to like be the producer of the album? And they said, no, we're not going to have a producer. We're going to record everything live in the studio because they thought that, you know, having a producer would be pretty much like lying or dishonest within the music because they had like this pretentious idea what music should be. So they, they ne didn't want to like, you know, fiddle too much with the music. They wanted to make the music as it is and that is what it is. They did not like the idea of like messing with it afterwards. Interesting. For a really bad joke, you really spun that into an interesting way. <laughs> As he laughs, uh, laughs, he was AFK for most of this. What do you think? Yes. Thank you. Uh, and uh, let's uh, see, Dave, what did you think? Good. Um... I unfortunately uh, didn't catch up a whole lot of the lyrics. I think that's part of the the humming backwards, but I definitely got the feel for it. It, it feels very haunting, and I, I think that's what they're looking for. Um, and obviously, um, uh, most of the other stuff has been said. Um, if you'd like this, I'd, I'd recommend the Caesars because they remind me a lot of their stuff. A lot of the same kind of uh, punk but ambient style. The Caesars, the Caesars or Caesars? Uh, good question. Let me check. It is. Let me look. Uh, Caesars. I'm sorry, not the Caesars. Uh, all right, Caesars. Caesars no. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's that's also a Swedish band. Caesars. Really? Palace. I know that. Uh, wait. Am I talking? Yeah. Caesars Palace. Uh, fun fact about those: they uh, played the first gig together at. A place where I used to DJ for a while. That's awesome. Uh, uh, Caesar's uh, Palace. I don't know if it's the same band or not. I that's no Caesar. The, they 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 used to be called Caesar's Palace. And she, oh, they got changed. Changed the name to Caesar's later, and I've played a bunch of. So this is Yoko Orland uh, in Caesar's. Uh, played a few songs by uh, uh, Less Big Bird. That's his current band. Uh, the mastermind behind Caesars, and um, yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite bands. That's awesome! I didn't know that was a that was a thing. So that's uh, that's a cool coincidence. They're they're in, interconnected in some some way. They were active in the same area at the same time. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. So yeah, uh, well, thank you for knowing that. <laughs> well, making the connection. <laughs> Uh, have we gone through everyone? So it's back to last now, right? AFK last. It's back to last now, right? I'm not AFK. I'm here. Get ready for this. Prepare your body. Uh, this oh, ready. is Bose. Yeah, get ready. This is Bose and Arrows by uh, Bus Driver. I won't listen because I know everything. 
All the time. Absolutely. And you knew this when you fell in love with what was left of me. So let's give it another shot, young Missy. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and arrows by bus driver from his uh 2012 album of the same name and what did you think Princeton vice this was interesting um 
it, it sounded to me like a great collaboration between Peter Gabriel and the Gorillas. Um, I don't know their stuff, but it's like that's the best thing I could describe it if I had to. Had to. Um, I don't. I don't think I. Had, I think this is this is one of the complex things you sometimes throw this last, which is going to take several listenings to to kind of tear down to break apart. But it it altered between kind of silly poppy stuff, but there's also strange strands of like dissonance in there. Like the final chord just dying off into slight mishmash. Um, it's interesting. I, I couldn't tell if they intentionally played around with the syllables and stuff, because I some of words like I couldn't tell if you were saying Martian or Martian. Martian and I was like, um, so it's 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 very creative, but I, I don't know if I like it yet. With the bus driver, I always assume everything is intentional because that's for the best. Um, Olaf, what did you think? Sound like Eurovision. Fun poppy track. <laughs> I can see people dancing, you know, choreography. Uh Maybe not my type of music, but it was definitely hype. It was definitely music. It was that was one of the songs of all time. <laughs> Fishy, what did you think? Uh, I, I really tried to enjoy it and there were points where I did enjoy it but um, it was just so disjointed at parts and you know I, I understand that that's what they were going for but honestly it just provoked a lot of anxiety in me that distracted me from the song itself um, I, I don't know something about it just like primarily unsettled me um, and that kept me from getting into it. Uh, I did enjoy the sort of spoken word at the beginning. Um, I just wish that they had picked a lane and stayed in it a little more. I, I, like I said, I understand that all the disjointedness was almost certainly intentional, but it, um, it fucked my head up and it made me uncomfortable. And um, for that reason, I'm out, dog. Yeah, um, bus driver doesn't stay in lanes, but yeah, as as you have um, correctly intuited, um, Billy, what did you think of this one? Uh, yeah, I've I've definitely listened to bus driver before, and I think I mentioned them in one of my uh, while talking about hip hop before. I uh, I really like what bus driver does, and. I think that this is a really good showcase of everything that you would get in one of his songs usually is uh, a, a good little, you know, smorgasbord of you have the dissonance in there, you have the fun, like the singing uh, with the, the weird offbeat kilter of it. At the same time, you, you have uh, just the poppy fun dance to it energy that it brings during the chorus um and yeah there's just so much to this song that i just i i 
I really like this. Uh, obviously, I've listened to it before. You know, I, I think that the overall theme of this episode for me has been just digging everything so far, but there's there's things that I know that I'll come back to, and it's like, this is something I'm always going to come back to because it fits so many of the, like, checklist things that I'll check off for a song. Like, so many things that I just love. It's an infectious, infectious song, so easy and good to listen to. It feels like it's just for me. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, I guess we got Fishy up next. Alrighty. Um, my next one's going to be a Dinosaur Jr. song uh, called See You. Um, I, I might just be not really grasping it but the lyrics um are kind of abstract i i find a hard time getting the exact meaning of them but it always this song in particular evokes a very thematically appropriate feeling i think for the valentine's day episode it, it feels like the wind down of a relationship that maybe didn't work despite everyone giving it their all you know it's no one's fault but it didn't work and they don't hate each other at the end at least that's the way it always makes me feel and i think there's something to be said for accepting that with dignity um so this is dinosaur jr see you Tell me why 
See you by Dinosaur Jr. Um, Olaf, what did you think of it? I really enjoyed the guitars. It was. I'm not very good at explaining why I liked it, but it just sounded nice. Very nice. Uh, it had a good tone to it, and yeah, it sounded really good. And a very pleasant voice. It was very 
low key, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Low key, but even even low key, it, you know, it can sound big, and yeah, that's what I felt about it. I really enjoyed it. It's a good song. Coolio, um, Billy, how about you? Yeah, I, I don't, I, I didn't hate it. I liked it. I liked it enough to like listen to it when you're just like chilling or something or doing something else. But it's just, I feel like there's things that I like can like to really love to listen Ed. to in the background. But this just felt very generic for me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Oh, I think my internet may have died because everything was silent and then like four sentences just played over the top of each other. So I missed everything you <laughs> said. Um, uh, the long and short of it is that it just felt sort of generic to me. It, it, I, it's, it's interesting how these kind of things just go off of feelings. Like other things have such a nostalgic like presence for me and it's like oh i love this it's this is really good even though it sounds like any other 2000s thing but this i feel like it was similar it felt like it was 2000s but it was the part of the 2000s that i just didn't jive with you know it just was stuff that was just melancholic but just boring for me. Billy, so, was it a little dinosaur, bit of butt rock for you? Dinosaur Juniors from the 90s, you fuck. Yeah, well, I listened to it into the 2000s, and it was boring then, and it's boring now. Whoa. So I should tell you about this brand new band that I just discovered last year. They're called the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe they're from the 2022. I listen to they those. They were the boring then and they're boring now. Yeah. They're a bad 2000s band. You should listen <laughs> to this new band. They're called Joy Division. Why, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love okay. Joy Division. Let, let's, not, all right, let's, band. let's not take this joke too far, okay? <laughs> Are you blaspheming, blaspheming against Joy Division? There's kids, oh. okay? There's kids here. There are kids listening. I hope not. I had a song about masturbation last. Um, well, they don't yeah. even know that until you mention it. Oh, fine, yeah. fine. Okay, I there. I only Childhood used the ruined. cum word. I only used the cum word once. Okay, fuck. Four times per episode. <laughs> yeah, Bill, you are the resident coomer. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about come more than anyone. Yeah. But those are my thoughts. Uh, I understand if no one else feels that way, but yeah. I mean, that's fair. Everyone's allowed to be wrong sometimes. I appreciate it. Let this just be my moment. Yeah. No, but I, I do feel you. Uh, it can be a little monotonous at times, I guess, but I appreciate it. Um. Uh, Princeton, what did you think? I really liked it. Uh, I was grooving to it. I, I'm afraid 
Dinosaur Jr. is another newbie for me, but it, it definitely fit a lot of that same style. It reminded me a lot of um, Jack Johnson, and it also reminded me of somebody I knew, a uh, local artist in college. So very much that same, you know, groovy style, but very, very light, delicate voice. So I, I liked it. Want to hear more? Coolio. Uh, and Laz, how about you? Yeah, I'm a longtime fan of Dinosaur Jr. This definitely uh, feels like their style, you know, like strong guitar riffs, um, the crunchy bass, and uh, just the the overall, um, just, it's, it's, it's good. Just listen to it. Just have a good time. That's what it's all about. Don't listen to Billy. Wow. Ever. All right, who's I next? Know, it'd be funny if I was next. Wait, am I next? Yes, you am next. You're next. <laughs> no, listen to Billy. <laughs> well, now you have to. Fuckers. I got you now. We kind of paint ourselves in the corner that way, didn't we? <laughs> I'm going to play something and it's not that shitty band. <laughs> dinosaur Jr. He's uh, a totally Dinosaur Senior fan. <laughs> yeah, that's my next uh, artist, and you know. Uh, so, this uh, this next one, I this one is a a little bit more um, weird. I I'm very interested to see what you guys think. It's not like weird, weird, but it's just uh, it's a a nice feel that you'll get. It's warm and fuzzy. Um, is and... it is it um is it weird or is it weird weird? It's weird, not weird. Weird, weird. and not weird science. Uh, I looked them up, and uh, the genres that Wikipedia get, gives is art rock, California pop, and indie pop. So that's what you're in for, I guess. Um, this uh is not a big band. They were only active 2007 to 2009 um not a lot of listens but when i found this song it was just um it just had that kind of uh uh okay i won't try to talk about things you'll see this is crypticize what's the name of the song what you can't see Yeah. 
That was Crypticize, What You Can't See. Um, yeah, I, I chose that one. I know it's a, it doesn't, it's not a conventional like love song. It doesn't really sound like it, but it, it kind of evokes the feelings of falling in love with someone for me. Like just the, maybe because that's the time where I first heard it is at that kind of period in my life. But it's also just, it feels like from the lyrics, it's like when you're opening up to a person and that unexpected kind of feeling like you, you don't know where everything's going to go and you don't know, they don't know you so well, you don't know them so well. There's a lot of unpredictability in the whole situation. Um, and it's just like taking that leap of faith. Um, but there's also just the, I feel like that leads to the weirdness, the kind of offbeat kilter of the song, but also there's that warmness that comes in that like love feeling that that tenderness that you feel throughout the entire song. Um, very uh, interested to hear your guys thoughts for this one. What did you think last? Last. Yeah, I uh, I really like this one. It was uh, a very uh, simple, very endearing song. I um, don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I I enjoyed the arrangement. I enjoyed the vocals. 
right, that's fair. Um, what did you think, Fishy? It super, super reminded me of uh, Twin Peaks, the uh, opening to that. So I'm like emotionally obligated to say I loved it. Um, it was very <laughs> quirky, um, but like you said, tender at the same, like offbeat and tender at the same time, which is very Twin Peaks esque. Um, like it, it put me so much in the mind of that. Like most of the song, I was just thinking about Twin Peaks. So I've not got too much to say about the song itself, but um, it, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and I don't think it's just entirely because it reminded me of Twin Peaks. I think that it also is just a good and well-executed song. Nice. Yeah. Um, you Are you ready to start a podcast about Twin Peaks? Yeah, just as soon as I can fucking get HBO again and actually see the new seasons. <laughs> Perfect. It's about time. Yeah, you can watch on my account and until uh, HBO Max does the Netflix thing. <laughs> Olaf, what are your thoughts? Let's hear them. Hey, I'm gay. Yeah. Uh, for me, this... I'm usually not the one to say it didn't hit right, but... This one was not really for me. I couldn't really find a thing that really, you know, got me going like that. And usually I can, but I think I, maybe it's just too... Is this an American song, I guess? Um, I'm pretty sure. What did I say in the beginning? I was looking at them. Um. Yeah, California pop in. Yeah, uh, it kind of missed me a little bit. Uh, I'll say that it, it was pleasant to listen to, but it, it didn't like pick up anything, particularly for me specifically that I really enjoyed. It was a nice song to listen to, and uh, I was vibing a little bit, but I don't really know what to say about it. It was just like. It was a nice song to listen to. That's that's what I can say. That's all right. Um, yeah. Uh, they while while you were talking, I was reading, and they toured for, they toured the U.S. many times, opening for Y. Danielson, Sufjan Stevens, um, Haunted Gra Graffiti, and the Fiery Surf Furnaces. So that's interesting. But it's okay. I have never heard of any one of those. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh. those are bands I don't know about. Oh, okay. They're all pretty I... good. Uh, they're all pretty good into indie rock uh, bands. I, I recommend checking them all out. Yeah, I thought I was well-versed in indie music, but maybe I'm not. But I, I live in on the other side of the pond, so, you know, we have a different... I mean, um... Ariel Pink is a right-wing piece of shit, but once you get past that, his music is pretty good. Yeah, I only heard about, about him because he's a right-wing piece of shit, 
and how disappointed people were like i never heard of this guy who is this and i just saw people being like oh i can't believe it's like this Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Dave? Or Princeton? Sorry. No, he's made. Um, so, um, I, I didn't love it, but I, I found it very interesting. I, uh, I always, whenever I hear weird kind of experimental stuff like this, I'm always reminded, um, how, again, dissonance. What is constant? What is what is changing? And the fact that it starts with this really intense. As the kind of electronic meter, and then plays a song that's completely contrary to it. Um, it it always means that you're after hearing it for so long, the consonants becomes clear and and just kind of ignored in the background. And so the entire time, it feels like heart palpitations, which I don't know if it's intentional or not. But you're hearing one beat, and you're hearing another beat going against contrary at a completely different speed. And so I, I, it definitely had a very interesting effect for very little. Would it be necessarily enjoyable? I don't know. But it, maybe they're making a song not to enjoy, but to have an experience. The only thing that comes closest to my mind other than other experimental bands are um, a few Japanese things by Yoko Kano, like you know certain theme songs she's written for Ghost in the Shell and stuff like that, very similar. Let's play some contrary beats back and forth on top of each other. It's also funny that you said they, they played for Y, because I thought for a moment you were going to say yes. And I was like, yeah, I could see this being opening for yes. Um, that's that's all I got on that. All right, cool. Thanks for your thoughts, guys. Yeah, thanks for sharing it. Uh, can I... Are we playing another song, or are we doing the last round here? That's for the last round, but I could be wrong. Oh, this is it. This is uh, Princeton's got the last song. There you go. There you go. I thought I'd play something uh, not super romantic, but does have the word love in it, so it technically counts. I just thought it was something nice and upbeat for the end. Um, So there's a group out there called uh, Girls Aloud, which was a 2000-ish attempt to to kind of recreate the magic of the Spice Girls, but they never really got well-known everywhere. Um... And this is a cover of one of their songs by the Arctic Monkeys. So it's got a lot of fun and a lot of energy and is obviously written from a a female POV perspective, which they decided to just embrace whole heart and just have fun with. So here's a live performance of Arctic Monkeys performing um, Love Machine by Girls Aloud. Before as long as I say next time, read my mind and I'll be good to you. We're 
go so just a fun live performance of a a girl pop song by the arctic covered by the arctic monkeys all right um so keep it quick um uh olaf i don't think i've, I've called in you first do you have any thoughts well it's uh, it's brit pop sounds a lot like the libertines uh I'm, I'm assuming a lot of influence from I'm going to butcher the name, but Pete Doherty, but I think it's supposed to be pronounced Pete Doherty or something. It's just great Britpop. Uh, I'm assuming this is from one of their earlier albums, the Arctic Monkeys. No, I think, again, it was just a, I, I believe it was just um, for a live performance for some radio show or something. Somebody just requested, or they of their own volition said, "Hey, let's just cover somebody else's song just for fun," which is why you can't find it on on Spotify anywhere. It's it's good, it's good. It's um, it's just pure pure people having fun playing music and trying to say something. I really really enjoy that kind of stuff, and it's completely down my alley. And yeah, it really speaks to me because that's how. 
I have approached music in my own life. As a failed musician, I guess. <laughs> oh, don't say that. As a, uh, as a as a part-time musician, he was prioritizing other stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was good. I'm gonna listen to it again. Great. Uh, All right. Thanks very much. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Laz, any thoughts? Yeah, as a uh, love machine, I can really relate to this song. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> No, no, it was good. Um, it's a good cover. I, um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because it's, it's, it's very simple. It's, it's, it's very like Olaf was saying. It's very, you know, just like the the instruments, the uh, the the um, the band just having a good time and feeling the instruments and just just vibing. Absolutely. All right. Um, anyone else have anything they want to add before before we move along? No? Okay. Uh, I mean, you can call one by one, but just see if anyone else. Um, all right. Any, Laz, what, what, is, what is love? Can you define that for us? Before we wrap up the what day. What is love? Baby, anyway. don't hurt me. Oh, okay. That went a different way. Yeah, I, I did the Howard Jones one. You did the, yeah. Uh, either um, way, yes. Uh, love is this uh, ethereal concept that uh, lingers in our hearts, but we can't define it, and we pursue it anyway because we're uh, gluttons for punishment, and we hate ourselves. All right. I feel it in my groin. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in I my toes. I feel it in my soul. Oh, it's <laughs> in my toes. Yeah, sorry. I thought it was toes, but I could be wrong. No, it is toes. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. So we're talking about love or Christmas, which are, depending on which version you're looking at. Love is all around, and I'm a gay fucking boy. Something like that. Sounds about right. Yes. The snow right. is coming down. I'm watching it fall. All right. I hope you guys all had a good time. That was our... Uh, our Valentine's Day special. Make sure to ki- make sure to kiss someone that you love uh, consensually, of course. Well, with yeah, their oh, consent, of course. yeah, yeah. That's oh. important. Don't don't kiss someone without consent. No, that is not lovely at all. No, that is just assault. It, it, which is important to state, but at the same time, just took the whole thing in the downward spiral there. Yeah, don't assault people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the true meaning of Valentine's Day. <laughs> Rule of thumb, don't assault people. Sexually or otherwise. Uh, hug someone. The, yes. That wants to be hugged by you. Yes. Well, I can right. to be on the show, and I had a great time, so thank you. All right, of course. Love having you. Um, we consented to right. you being on the show as well. Yes. All right. Have a good night, everyone. This was the music smoothie. Good night. You didn't do your little ending stuff. I'm sorry. I realized that I, I was like, oh, we end the show by hitting the uh, stop recording button, not actually leaving the chat. Uh, force a habit.
Princeton was Lars is going to say his little end exit thing. All right, this was a music smoothie. Remember, baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me no more. No more. No more. No more.